Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of the eagle eye podcast today we're going to be talking all things club america going to be recapping that strange strange win against tijuana with that c team we're going to be looking ahead into the jornada two as we're going to be going up against queretaro at the estadio azteca we got more news on where america is going to be playing how long are we going to be playing the azteca for a lot of news coming out of that forefront and then of course we're going to be talking transfer rumors as news broke today that we have potential offers for a good chunk uh, of our players. So <clears throat> plenty and plenty to talk about, to discuss and to break down and to join me today, joining me today to help me with all of this and, and much more. It is none other than Christian himself. Christian, how's, uh, how's New York? Cold. Cold. <laughs> you got a heat or anything? My PC up. So like all mm-hmm. the, Air just coming in like little holes that are that is left by the AC. But um, other than that, though, I think feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm happy for the win. Obviously, um, I know I know that we weren't that optimistic going into it, right? But it's good to see that um, you know, wherever we speak this one out, it's games like this that, in my opinion, um, can decide you know your your, your place on the table at the later part of the season, right? Um, you know, you never know how, how you're how you're gonna finish out what you do. And games like this, they may just put you over uh, someone else. So, um, like I said, glad for the win. And um, it was interesting to see a lot of the players uh, play. No, yeah, indeed. And, and uh, Louis puts it perfectly here. That win was so unexpected. And I think, like you mentioned, right, we were very thrown off uh, with very low expectations. And we'll get into that just a little bit more. Uh, joining us as well, though, we're not alone here, Christian. We got our beloved uh, friend here. It is Chris himself. Chris. How's it going, man? I see you got new a shaved beard. Is, is, is that what is that right? Am I looking at you? It's a different person, bro. It's oh, <laughs> all right. No, it's Chris. No, it's not Chris anymore. This is Christopher. Right. You know the baby. Oh, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I like it. I like it. Uh, well, how you doing, my man? Good, man. Uh, our weather isn't necessarily cold compared to Christians, but. Yeah, no. Old for us. It's fresh for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was a very weird game, right? Very weird game that we're going to play on. And hopefully we could talk about certain players, certain academy players that were able to play or even not academy players. Yeah, no, it, it's it's interesting. I think there's a couple of players to highlight and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see the youngsters put in a shift. I know we tore them apart just like months ago after losing the game against Juarez. Uh, but they're able to kind of, you know, put themselves in a position to go away at a very tough stadium. I'm not going to lie to you. Turf is not the easiest on the road. Um, and I know it's not going to factor in as much, but Chris, that Saturday night was cold. I So it, it, I would imagine it played a part as well. Diego. 
intangible yeah, no. too. You exactly. know, or Juana, but it's that direction. Yeah, you you're know? by the ocean front. So Alan over here saying Mosumbito. We'll talk about his performance, which I will say I I thought he looked a little slimmer and I thought he didn't play that bad of a game. I don't know if that's a hot take opp- or not. For, for the opportunity he got, not that bad. No, no, not that bad at all. But um, all right, gentlemen, let's talk because this is a long show and we got a lot to cover here. Um, so like we discussed, America came into this game against Tijuana with a very heavily rotated squad. Christian, I don't even think we even landed at the starting eleven at all. Like we maybe got like three names right, but that's about it. Maybe, maybe so. But it was expected, all right. I think the report sitting up the game was like we were going to go with the kind of B C team. For this game, um, which is the reason why I think that most of us felt that, you know, if, if we walk away with the draw, I think that's just, um, that, that was okay to start the season. Um, you know, just, just with everything going on away uh, with, with players that haven't really played together, um, you know, that was, the, you know, one of the results that we were, that we were expecting. Um, but like you said, it was nice to see some unexpected players that you really normally wouldn't see be, be the savior of the night. Um, so, but I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. I have never had to make a starting 11 where I'm just kind of like, I was making the graphic and I was like, what am I even typing here? I don't even know where to put these players <laughs> in what positions. We literally had six defenders out there, which was crazy. Um, so, uh, it, it, yeah, it was a weird one. Uh, uh, completely strange. Um, but I think we all accepted it, Chris, like Christian mentioned, right? It was, it was one of those things where you just kind of walked into it and you thought, okay, yeah, this is not what we were expecting. Um, and, and it kind of sucks, too, for the people that played, that that paid premium prices to go see America play in Tijuana. Because I'll tell you this much, guys. Th- those tickets are not cheap. Tijuana versus Puebla, that's cheap. Tijuana versus America, they raised the prices up significantly. Um, so it sucks that they didn't get to see, you know, the star players. But at the end of the day, the team gives them a W, which I think is uh, something that the, any fan is grateful for at the moment, whether they were at the stadium or not. Um, so let's talk. Uh, I think the biggest news when kind of the team sheet hit, uh, hit the, the printing press was the fact that obviously, and you called it, Chris, uh, Christian Calderon started. Big news going there. Um, and then after that, of course, uh, the inclusion of em- of Emilio Lara, which which I think was interesting. Santi Nebeda, which I don't know if this is a compliment or not, didn't really shine. But I think it's because of the position he was playing. And so I don't know if it's a good thing that I didn't really see him or mention him as much during the game on Saturday. So I don't know if that was because he was doing a very good job in the midfield where I didn't need to even bring him up. Or was it because he needed to do more? I'm not too sure. I don't know what you guys' thoughts on that. On that, it's hard to say. He was playing with someone that he never is matched up with, and I think I don't know if he debuted in that game, Sebastian Martinez, which I wasn't expecting to play. Honestly, I thought it was going to be uh, uh, Dago Espinosa, who we loaned out to Belgium and came back, or Richard. You know, or was it Richard? Who was the other? It was him, right? It was between yeah, Richard. Richard, and- Richard was there. Yeah, so I, I thought it was going to be one of them. When I saw the lineup, I got, you know, it was interesting. I'm not a big fan of, of academy players that are that skinny. I don't know if I'm the only one, but he looked super skinny for a midfielder. But he didn't play bad either. I think it was it was just, you know, uh, no attack. So I think Naveda did 
too good. You know, it's just that there was no attack going forward. That's not necessarily his fault. And they planted the game just as such. It was soak up the pressure, relieve on the counter. This is very elementary, Christian, and I, I can't believe it actually worked. And you saw, I don't know if you saw the video of uh, Emilio Lara talking about it. In halftime, he was like, everyone did their part. We knew what the agenda was. It was soak up the pressure, relieve on the counter, and all that stuff. So it's interesting to plant yourself like that in, in, in the first game after being campeones. Obviously, though, you know that the roster is not going to be the same because you have your starters back home. So, I mean, is this, is, this, is this one of those instances where you kind of tip your hat off to, and, uh, to Jardine and be like, all right, fair play? Yeah, I mean, you, you, got, you got to give them some credit. I, I'm pretty sure some thought went into choosing the players, but right? I don't think it was just like, oh, uh, you know, I'm feeling kind of crazy. Let's just put in forever. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling like. Um, I, I think the game went as expected. Um, everything didn't seem out of the norm. I think that we expected a slow game, a game where maybe Tijuana was going to have a little bit more control of the ball. Um, and then us just trying to find that one or two opportunities to kind of just go and strike forward. Um, another thing I wanted to point out when, when, the, when the starting 11 came out, uh, just the newest striker that we added a couple of days prior to the match, um, Hernandez from Pachuca, um, getting to start literally right away over like the yeah, I thought that was crazy. Salas, right? Um, so you you gotta wonder what the coaching staff uh on the U twenty three level and what that saw in him to just put him over players like that. Um, which I saw a couple clips of him. Uh, and it it seemed like he was full of energy. He like he wanted the ball. It, you know, there was a reason why Pachuca had him starting a couple of games in in, in Liga Mekis, right? It seems like like he's ready ready for the challenge, and it should be a good fit for the U twenty three team. And I guess there are some appearances here later on during the season. I honestly thought he had a pretty decent game, as just as much as Monzumbito. Um, I I thought there was instances, Chris, where I, he was open in some space, and it just the, the pass never really came. Um, you think that with a Fidalgo, with a Jonah, and he gets those opportunities, you think that the ball gets him a little bit quicker and he gets himself in, in positions to score. I mean, he had a great opportunity where he just kind of took it first. Like the ball just was in the air, took it first time. Obviously went wide, but it's it's crazy that um, you, you just signed for America. You get thrown into the first game of the season and I dare to say showed Pretty decent uh, sparks of, of of what could be. Oh, yeah. I actually like what I saw, especially in that moment that you're saying. Uh, Carlos Reynoso actually pointed out saying that's the, the striker mentality, right? To go and shoot straight at goal no matter what the opportunity is, right? <clears throat> but, yeah, it, it is surprising that how many days was he with us? Three days, right? Yeah. If that, if that yeah. Yeah, like. Maybe he was just in really good form, you know, being in preseason with Pachuca. But either way, you know, like, you have other academy players that could have played too, you know, uh, that maybe have similar characteristics. But either way, it, like, there's no bad in that. He showed a good game. He didn't come out injured, right, which is the most important thing. And I actually think he's not going to be with the youth academy. I actually think we might see him a lot more on the bench than we expect, you know. I think he, he might be one of those players that are in and out of for, of the of the of the uh call up, but I do think we're gonna see a lot of especially since I think in his uh they put a clause where he needs to have play a certain amount of uh minutes. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see him, you know, 
I could definitely see him in the in the first game of the the Champions Cup. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Either or, either the way like or the home leg, but I could definitely see him getting minutes in that in that that time. Luyo is saying Piojo was disappointed and rightfully so, I think, because of who loses to a C team and walks away with a smile on their face. Uh, Luis G saying Juarez titular can become a leader, and I I I, I can see that definitely. And then uh, El Soccer guy saying, hoping to see some Chicotazos soon. We'll talk about uh, Chicota Calderon in just a minute here. Uh, but let me direct my next question to <clears throat> a man who's been patiently waiting to be added to the podcast. It is uh, your backdoor neighbor, Christian. It is none other than AJ himself. AJ, how are you, my man? Doing great. Thank you very much. Hope all of you are having a good night. Same to the viewers. And uh, um, doing well. Happy about the victory that America got versus Tijuana. So pretty good despite us like going with like a b slash c team but don't matter what team we put out there medico find any way to get a win absolutely absolutely we'll get to the <clears throat> chicote thing because i think all eyes were on him like like a lot of scrutiny was on him right and and, and i want to get you guys' opinions especially you aj you watch that game so um so closely seen as how you covered it for us over on twitter but talk to me about the your boy talk to me about why is it that this is going to be the season that Chava Reyes finally becomes the left back we all expected him to be two years ago I mean when we first signed him remember he was one of the best um um left backs in the entire league when he was at Puebla he was up there arguably that's the reason why I make him in the first place they saw that he could potentially become the replacement for Fuentes when by the time he gets old when it's time for him to retire you know, first season, he was pretty good. He showed glimpses of what we saw in him, but it seemed like after the game he had against Monterey in the Champions League, kind of just was never the same player again. But ever since now, we have um, Adel Jardine, who's been utilizing him more in the left-back or, le- or left-winger position. Jardine has seen something in Chavarez, and in seeing this game, it goes to show that Jardine has a plan. Remember, this is the same guy that was supposed to go on loan for Necaxa, but he actually blocked the move. He's like, no. I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna have him stay with us. And then when you see the game against Tijuana, if other than Malagón, who was one of the key reasons to why we were able to compete throughout this entire game for the full 90 minutes, Chavez was ultimately the man that did score the goal, goals for us, and ultimately get us the win at the very end of the day. He was crucial in making all of that happen. That first one, that was one of the most lucky goals I've ever seen. I didn't even think that was yeah. going in. It was. <laughs> I next to her was yelling, and I'm like, wait scored and it just came running down on the side. I was like, oh, oh, he actually scored. Second goal, it was great. But I feel like this is the season now where he could definitely shine. Potentially, maybe now he's more confident that left back spot. Just went this, but then now we're going to have Chicota Pete starting and then Chavare is probably fine for that spot or if anything. Trying about left left wing. You see Flash, he's got the pace. He likes to go up front. Like, he likes to cut into the box, you know, find those opportunities for himself. Seen those runs that he made in those two goals that he did score, it goes to show if you put him maybe up at that left wing spot, you could probably see something continue out on the left wing side. Without Rodriguez, without Brian Rodriguez being healthy, all we really have is Cabecita, but Cabecita, it really depends on the day for him, whether, you know, he's going to be good or not. He can maybe, he can have some good games, he can have some bad games. I feel like this is not a time for, you know, for Chavarez now to now prove himself to why he was the player that America signed in the first place. And I feel like this season could potentially be the season where, you know, he probably finds the form that he, that he had when he first arrived at America and, you know, could be that potential starter for us in the future. 
That would be something. All right. That definitely would be. You know what? I love uh, Blue America Twitter. It is absolutely the best because I don't know if you guys saw this, but somebody tweeted out uh, saying, he's like, and what if, what if Chava Reyes' true natural position was always a number nine? And it had like that uh, Oppenheimer gift. <laughs> the guy just kind of like, <laughs> like with a, with a shocked face. <laughs> that made me laugh. It's just like, well, it's funny because we're, we're talking about where is he going to compete? Is he going to be fighting for that left back spot? Is he going to potentially be trying to be a backup left winger? Or I mean, now could he potentially be Henry's backup? I don't know. It's been a crazy, crazy Saturday. So a lot's been happening. And, and but, you know, kudos to him. Uh, he's flirted with us like this before, Chris. He remember he scored that goal against Puebla in the first jornada as well. And we all thought, damn, yeah, this is the Chava Reyes we know and love. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just one of those fullbacks that are just very good at attacking and really bad at defending. You know, and uh, you, you, you you just see that a lot in a lot of fullbacks, right? That they're just very bad at defending. They're good, and we're talking about when he played in. in Puebla, well, he was a wing back there, you know, so maybe, yeah, why he so same thing with Israel Reyes, right? He was a, a center back with two other guys, so maybe he is a defensive mid. Who knows? For me, Israel Reyes was really impressive this weekend, too. I don't know how you guys feel, but personally, he, I don't think he got flowers and he was captain. I don't think many people, you know, like talk about that, that like he was captain in, in this game, and you would have assumed it would have been Malagon that was the captain that, that game. Right, yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, same, same. Ricardo saying the season just started in America already has a league leading scorer in the ranks, Chava Pichichi Reyes. Uh, Alan's saying here, Chava Reyes played striker when he when he was playing at the youth level as well. So yeah, that second goal was very striker esque. You know, he no, hundred percent. He read the situation and finished it like a true striker. Like a little impressed yeah. actually on that on on that part. And uh, Alan also agrees with you right here, Chris, saying that Israel Reyes was really good as well. And uh, yeah, kudos to him. Uh, solid performance, just as well as solid performance from Ramon Juarez, who I thought time and time again, he just displays the one thing you need to have to be a solid center back discipline. And it, it, he's just very disciplined to his task, to his positioning, which is important. Uh, and, and he understands clearly what, is being asked of him. He never shies away from a 50-50. He's always kind of going in for a tackle, even if he just feels like he might potentially still get beaten. But he is a very solid defender in which I hope that he can get more minutes in more crucial games because we saw what he was capable of do in a Clásico Nacional. So it just goes to show that I think he's more than capable of being a very crucial aspect, just as much as hopefully Israel Reyes can be. Right, because that's what we signed him for. We thought he was going to be the next best center back in in Mexico, and so I mean we'll have to see what happens. But um, yeah. All right, uh, let's wrap this up by talking Chicote Calderon. Uh, obviously everyone was expecting him to make an appearance. He got the starting position. It was funny because my I was watching this game with my dad with my padrinos, and so um he was uh my padrino was always kind of like keeping an eye on whenever anything happened down Chicote's wing and kind of, and my dad as well, just keeping an eye on like, was he going to mess up? If he messed up, he did a bad coverage or he did it. Okay. Like, it just seems like that's going to kind of be Chicote Calderon's tenure at America for now until like El soccer guy said, until we see some Chicotazos, 
I think that's when the pressure will lay off a little bit. Until then, even as even if he has a good game, even if we have a shutout, I, I think there will still be some scrutiny on this guy because of his past, and rightfully so, I would I would imagine. So, I mean, your guys' thoughts? Just that 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 is so much is focusing on Chicote and his and his performances. I'll go first. Um, with Chicote, I mean. You're gonna get the spotlight, especially you. You know, if your past you played at the US, that's America's rival. Everyone's definitely gonna give you like as like so much from the start. They want to see now what he could really prove now, especially at a team now. Now I see he was getting the spotlight, but this time spotlight's even bigger, especially when you're playing for a team who just received one uh, title. Everyone's gonna be looking at this guy. It's like, all right, this is the one that's gonna be competing uh, left back with with the likes of Luis Fuentes Tavares. Got he got now proved to us that why I make it right in the first place. Um, he did saw in his first game, but I mean, like, like with every first team, no one's going to really be perfect. I mean, they'd had a, a couple, you know, hiccups in the first couple of minutes of the match. Also potentially got injured, which was really going to be really bad for his debut. But ultimately, you know, got back up and could be playing for the full game, which was really nice to see. He showed some glimpses of, you know, of, um, of like of his Nekakta days, you know, the player that everyone first saw in him. Um, Look really solid. Uh, it'd just be one of those things like you know he just gonna have to build up up the minutes. Got to get used to the um the play style that 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 um that that's being played at America. You know what Jardine expect of him. All in all, he looks he looks off for me in his first game for um America. You're muted. Muted. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, I said uh, look at what Louis said. Right. Look at Masa. He played for Chivas. So. Eventually ended up kind of, you know, winning the hearts of Americanistas. So something that, that could, that's a little different though. Yeah, yeah no, hundred percent. Straight from over there. Right. I I think that's the <clears throat> I think that's the problem with a majority of the fan base is that it's coming from directly from Chivas, right? Like not like Sendejas mm-hmm. or Masa who went to another team first and then came to us. Um like I completely understand that, but Ivan, I completely agree with you though. That whole sense of I'm waiting for him to mess up kind of mentality going into every single time he steps on the field, it's going to happen until he has a good game against a good team, I think. I want to say a good team because if you have a good game against, no disrespect, but like against a Puebla or like against like a, like a Necaxa or something, then people just think, that, oh, it's, it's that team. You know, if, if you don't have a good game there, then you really don't deserve to be here, right? But if you have a good game against, let's say, Monterrey or Tigres or Toluca or something like that, and then you start opening eyes a little bit, then I think that's when you'll start kind of maybe start easing into him and maybe say, okay, you know, maybe he could help us. Maybe he will be an important piece going forward en route to either the Bicampeonato or... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. (laughs) Luis says, uh, bro, he's going to score versus Chivas. I just know it. Luis says to bet the house on that. So when the fan base right there. Oh no! Yeah, one one hundred percent. That is by far. Yeah. No. Yeah. Are you gonna celebrate? It was like this. <laughs> <laughs> he just says, "I'm sorry." <laughs> nah, he's he's gonna run the middle. He's gonna run to the uh, to the end like Emmanuel Adebayor when he scored against Arsenal. He's gonna probably do that. I want to see him do that. Just run to the <laughs> other end of the pitch and then just celebrate. I want to see him do that. That'd be that. That'd be hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, let's, let's wrap this game up. It was a good, good victory. Um, one last thing I want to say, uh, only because he deserves just as much praise because he had just a tremendous game. 
Uh, Malagod, the best goalkeeper in Liga Mekis, as Ricardo puts it. Uh, I, I just want to give him his praises. I just, especially from me coming from someone who's very much a stickler for any other goalkeeper that isn't called Ochoa, uh, it's, it's tremendous the game that he had. Uh, and it's not easy too to do it on, on turf by any means necessary. That save that he has in, in, in the corner for, um, uh, for Gonzalez's header, it is just, 10 out of 10 top notch just worth every three points that we that we got that night so shout out to Malagon again showcasing us to why it is that he wanted to play and why Jimenez was on the bench um so again kudos is it fair to say that Malagon becomes the second goalkeeper for Mexico at this point some people are he might have just became the first I was gonna say is it fair that, that he might be competing for the first so I don't yeah. think it's crazy to say that because I think he's warranted over the year of all of 2023. And then, you know, I, I think that he, he, he merits that. Right. Um, it's just that I don't, I don't think he's there just yet. Um, I, I have to see him against maybe tougher opponents, if that makes sense. And I think that's fair. I think that we need to test them. Maybe the upcoming friendly that we have, um, that Mexico has, I, I think that, that'd be, that'd be a good test. But I think by no. far right now, he is probably Mexico's top in Mexico's top two. No, I my agree. opinion is any America player in a friendly. That's just my opinion. <laughs> you and me both, Chris, but I don't think we have any much weight on that one right there. But um yeah, shout out to uh to Malagon, just did amazing and the reason why we got the victory as well, just as much as just a collective group effort group group effort. Can't even finish my sentences here. Um so yeah. It's a great job. I mean, none of us were expecting those three points, but hey, Christian, like you mentioned, sometimes it comes to these games where, you know, you look back at the end of the day and you're thinking, wow, these points were just as crucial as just the ones we just got last week. So it will be interesting enough in that aspect. Um, but all right, uh, start off the season with three points on the road and America's away record continues to look just ever so much better. I mean, it's it's going to be looking good. Hopefully it continues to do so because it seems like after we're done playing this study stick, it's going to feel like a road game every other game, even if we're quote unquote at home, um, <clears throat> which we'll talk about in just a moment because we do have news in regards to that aspect. Um, but first, before we continue any further, uh, we do have a kind of an announcement to make in regards to the podcast itself. Um, we just, for those of you who aren't following us on Twitter, I highly suggest that you guys do so right away. Um, and for those of you who have been listening to the podcast from the beginning, will be excited by this news. So we are returning trivia. So the Eagle Eye podcast is bringing trivia night back and uh, we're doing it hopefully a little bit more coordinated, hopefully a little bit more consistent and hopefully uh, a little bit more uh, fun for everyone to play alongside. So um, I'll put on the screen just a moment, the rules and information and everything like that. But um, yeah, we're officially bringing trivia back. It's going to start January 18th. It's going to end April 26th. Funny enough, America plays on April 26th against Puebla on Friday. Um, so the question is going to be dropped on at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard, 7 Central and 8 Eastern. And then you will have 24 hours to answer the question. We're going to be releasing the question out on a tweet. You guys will get a link. You can go there, answer the question. Um, and then you guys will be all set and there to go. So each question will be worth three points. Um, you will have chances to make up kind of make up questions. If you don't, uh, get them right away. If you maybe miss a week or so, 
going to have bonus questions live here on the podcast. We're also going to have live. Uh, we're going to we're also going to have bonus questions on our community's page. So if you guys follow the community page on Twitter, you guys will have access to bonus questions as well. And then, of course, we're going to be updating the charts, the tables, and giving you guys a weekly leaderboard update every week so you guys know who's ahead, who's fighting for relegation, and uh, who's, uh, who's, who's kind of that mid-table guy that you're just thinking, well, you, you push a little bit more, he might be able to creep into that you know, top eight and make it to the league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we said, we're super excited to bring this back. Um, this is going to be going, it's going to be uh Twitter only just because that's kind of how we're testing the waters. Um, if all goes well, and then we maybe continue it again next season, we can expand it to uh, more platforms, just kind of eyeing out to see how we're going to be doing this. Um, uh, but yeah, I hope you guys are excited. Hope you guys are looking forward to this. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. So you guys are up to date with everything. And like I mentioned, trivia is back starting this Thursday, every Thursday for I think a hundred or something days. So it's it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be fun. Um, and yeah, uh, gentlemen, how are you guys feeling? Christian, how are you feeling about this? Because trivia was kind of like your baby. It it, it kind of grew because of you. Yeah, no, it's fun. I think it's a, it's a good way to interact with with the community. I think that you know it's always fun to revisit America's history, right? And that and become that more knowledgeable of our team. I am excited. Um, I hope that people will will join us. Um, uh, every 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 Tuesday or whenever we have the podcast. Uh, you know, to get those extra points. I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Whether you're one, two, three, or four, I think you know those points will really see if you can become the winner, right? So make sure to tune in whenever you can. I know that um, it's not always possible, right? But um, I think that we're we're, we're giving us something very cool at the end of everything. So um, we we'll hope you can make it, and this should be fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, AJ, Chris, I'm expecting for you guys to enter as well. So I'm looking forward to see how far you guys get up on the table. Are we going to enter? No, no, I'm kidding. No, we can't enter. I'm about to say, 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 I'm about there you go. And look, at the end of the day, this is going to be fun. Uh, we're going to have first place. Uh, winner's going to get a nice little trophy. They're going to get a jersey of their choice for the season. Um, and, and yeah, it should be super fun, super cool. And, uh, you know, might be a little bit of surprises here and there throughout the season. So as we mentioned, just make sure you guys stay tuned. And uh, it should be fun. It should be absolutely fun. And all right, that does it for our little update here. Um, you guys ready to move on? Because this is a big one, Chris. Transfers. Transfer rumors. Right? The windmill goes round and round. We were sitting here last week. <laughs> Christian's not ready by any means necessary, but we were here last week and, and we kind of spoke about it. It was kind of funny, right? It was kind of the most quietest transfer uh, week for America, even it being the first week of January. But we still hadn't really heard anything. And then it looked like it just blew, the lid blew off just nearly a couple hours ago. Um, so... I'm going to give the floor to you, Chris, and to you, Christian. Talk to me about what you guys have heard. What's this that I hear that Fidalgo might be leaving? What's this that there's offers for Cáceres and Napoli and all this other rumors, this crazy rumor? It sounds like we're going to lose half of our squad here. Um, I think it all started uh, when, when Biden started giving the interviews and uh, a question was asked if, um, if any offers have, have, have you know, made their way to Papa, right? Because there's always rumors surrounding us, right? In every transfer window, um, it doesn't matter if we're playing good or we're playing bad. There's always going to be rumors surrounding us, right? And eight out of ten times, they're usually false. 
they're usually fake, right? We we don't really pay many of them once it comes from a really reliable source. Um, like Saul, our, our beloved president, that uh, I think Ivan wants to stay all 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 for for, for the rest of his life. <laughs> no, what happened? Huh? What's going on? What do you mean? Did I, did I miss something? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I thought I missed something. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, we're not so, with you, bro. We're not bullying yeah. you now. <laughs> no, no, I, just, no I, I thought that there was a message that because I don't have the pad up on. Oh no, we were saying. Like, oh, no, no. no I'm laughing at you because you're saying that I want Banyos to stay here and and be like <laughs> the all end all be all for America. This is not it. I got you. I got you. Yeah, so Banyos basically confirmed that there are offers um that that made their way to Papa, right? Um, and it, he didn't say specific players, but there has been. Uh, numerous reports coming out now that uh, Fidalgo is one of those players and uh, suppose they are in advanced talks uh, with the team from Europe uh, in order to to make way for his services, right? Um, obviously, you guys all know how I feel about Fidalgo and if you don't, you should follow me on Twitter because I am like, you, you, you'll see you'll see why I'm very against this move, right? Um, He's not that active, but when he is active. When I am active. Right. Fidalgo loves. Um, but, yeah, you know, the, I... I on a personal level, I don't want him to leave, right? I think that just for personal reasons, I think that you know he is one of the best players on our team. I think that his 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 absence is noticed whenever he's not on the field. Um, I think he just puts on a crazy amount of of you know pressure, passion for the club. I I think that the fans see it. I think that he always shows space, whether it's at the lowest of lowest or the highest of highs. He's always number one to go out. And show face for the team, right? So, and players like that are always welcome at, uh, at my club. Um, but I mean, if 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 this is the time, uh, then you know, so be it. But hopefully, it doesn't happen. I was prepared for this moment in the summer. I wasn't really prepared for this moment now, so I really hope it doesn't happen. Okay. No. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, have you guys seen though the uh, Club America? And I'm trying to, I'll, I'll try to get the picture up here soon. But uh, Fidalgo looks like he is just—he's put on—he's put on some real good muscle. Like That's the guy, the guy's been—I <laughs> don't know what they've been feeding him. Every, There's been <laughs> if it's more about a vacoa or what, but the know. man looks brolic. Let me see. I'm—I'm I'm trying to get the the image up right now so everyone can kind of see what we're trying to attest to. I mean, look at this. Look at this. The man looks like he's on the roids. <laughs> he was gonna, he was gonna look like Leon That dude got <clears throat> buff when he ended up going to Bayern after that. So I mean, hey. I'm gonna say he's on that Bayern diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on. He's 100 percent on that Bayern diet. diet. <laughs> <laughs> Alan saying Henry taught him. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna make him do the pose next. He's gonna make him do the muscle pose next. So, no, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, he's just he's brolic in that sense. But no, uh, Christian, uh, Christian, I agree. He, his absence would be detrimental um i'm not 100 percent believing in the fact that he will leave like you like you mentioned i, I expected this more to be true during the summer just right. because i don't feel like he would take a jump to join a team midway through um and just kind of try to adapt right away it's kind of a crazy crazy thing to do to move in january and so far too, and and I know he's played in Spain before. He he's European, yada yada. But he's had so much time in Mexico already. The transition, the change, it it it'll be a lot to kind of go back to and adapt. Um, you know what this reminds me of? 
So I don't know. March 15th, mm. which was, I believe, also in the winter, right? Yeah. Yes. It, it reminds me of Marquis came out of nowhere. A lot of us were kind of saying, he won't leave now. It's kind of stupid to leave now. And then, then those videos of him crying, talking to Baño. He left the next day. Then I forgot how many days later we got to show up. But that's, that's what it reminds me of right now. I don't believe no. he's going to leave. He did not leave. Uh, he didn't leave during uh, the winter. He left during the summer. Because remember, he lifted Campeones Campeones Cup. Okay. And then, so who was, and then he left. So who was the who was the one? It was the summer. Winter? Wasn't it Diego Linus who left in the winter? And we kind of all questioned him okay. why he left. Yeah, that could have been. Yeah, yeah it, it was Diego Linus. Yeah. And I think Edson left. too. Mm-hmm. And Alan Saint Edson as well. He left during yeah. the winter, which is true because I think we had just been Cruz Azul. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, a lot is gonna be um. A lot's going to be happening as to whether or not this is going to be true or not in the next couple of days. I think by Friday, we should kind of have a really good indication as to, okay, this has some traction or, okay, now this is kind of dead in the water. Because, look, two things need to happen. One, it needs to be a lucrative offer because America is not giving up their players for free. Regardless of how badly the player... Yeah, regardless of how badly the player wants to leave to Europe, financially, we're starting to make things right. And I don't want to start losing out on money. We've done it before too cheaply uh, to players like Guido Rodriguez who I think left on a very low that I think we could have pocketed a little bit more money from him. Um, Uribe so yeah. Uh, Uribe. Uribe, right? Yeah. So I, I think the, the offer has to be right um, and the team has to be right because I'm thinking right now who would, I mean, unless it's Real Betis, I think that could be Enticing for a Fidalgo, no, I don't but think his team was leaked yet. Um, but like you said, though, I just don't think it'd be a smart move for his career. Like I said, I was expecting all this in the summer. I think we all kind of expected him mm-hmm. kind of just just leave leave America in the summer, which is you know it's respected. You know he did his time here. He said he wasn't going to leave until he was a champion. He did that. Um, I just thought all of this chaos would have happened in the summer, right? And I think it'd be smarter for his career also to kind of take his time with the decision. Don't feel a little bit rushed. Or don't jump at the first opportunity that comes to you, right? Um, I know there was there was rumors of of a, of a team from France wanting him last summer, um, but he said that he was he didn't want to leave because he hasn't achieved his goal yet here in America. Now that he has, um, you know, all all doors are open for him to leave, right? But um, like you said, though, I, I I don't I don't think he leaves. I I, I think that he sticks it out for six more months and revisits the the, the topic. Agree, and I think a hope, hopefully, a, a lot of Americanistas are in, in your boat and kind of crossing their fingers and hoping that that's the situation. But more uh, so, only for the fact is obviously we're losing a great player, but who comes in to replace? Yeah, look, that's the thing, and and that's, that's the, the what I wanted to know? allude to. And we only have fifteen days to do it. <clears throat> and that's the thing is, it's imagine losing a couple of starters, right? Let's say you lose your Fidalgo, your Cáceres, um, and you lose. I don't know, what do you like, Sendejas or Quiñones or something? I, it's random wild names, right? But now, you, now you're scrambling to replace them with just as equally talented players in 15 or less days. And you're giving the job to Baños, who is notorious for taking like three, four months just to get one player down the line. 
And Pete's group does not have that many good players that we can just call upon. All right. And I trust me, I've looked at the list. Um, I just don't think it's a smart move for America to be listening to any offers so late into the window right now. You're halfway through. If only if the offer is lucrative, like I said, then okay, you out you that outweighs the purpose. Yeah. But again, it would have to be a good offer. Other than that, I don't think you even listen to it. You, I don't even think you, you listen to it at all. Well, Bagnos right. in the interview said that they're only listening if, if the player like requests to leave. You know, and it's hard to say Pidalvo won't request because he did say that he if it, he just wanted to be champion. So maybe he wants to leave on a high note. And it's not just him. He also said that well, he said no Mexican is getting offers, so that eliminates a lot of players, right? Does that also eliminate Quinones? Oh, that's I guess that's the bait, right? Yeah, people were throwing his name in. So yeah, they they were throwing his name into that, but I mean, I the one that, that we do know is the craziest. I just man. say it was players. Like, there's more than just Hidalgo that has offers yeah. on the table. Those names. I, I mean, I would assume. Yeah, I, I would assume. Anything. Um, obviously, he did two interviews though, this, right? But mm-hmm. other than those two. I'm not sure who else would be out there that Europe, right? Richard maybe? Richard's like the only other guy I can think yeah, of. Yeah, the only thing I'm thinking is maybe Richard Cáceres. Um, Cáceres. Which will talk to me about that one, Chris. Cáceres, Richard, and Fidalgo that most likely have offers on the table. Or Diego Valdez. I remember he had a lingering rumor once. Yeah, go to City. Yeah, Brian Rodriguez, maybe? Yeah, Alan makes right. a good point, Brian. Brian. I think I, bet, one. I think the next couple of days we'll get more information and um, I'm sure we'll update everyone on our Twitter once we receive that information. It, like you said, it all happened very, very out of the nowhere, right? Yeah, it was um, very abrupt. We, we, all, we all were starting from that. Him. No one was leaving. Right. That we were going to go right with the squad six more months and in hopes of, of, of obtaining the, the, the two stories that we all want. Um, and then we'll see what happens in the summer, right? The, let the chaos consume in the summer. Um, but it seems like all hell broke loose in, in less than 15 days. Um, so let's just hope it ends in our feet. Who are yeah. you guys okay so, with so. leaving? Like who right are you now? Saying, right you now? I want to I want to keep everybody, but this guy leaves, we could bring in an upgrade from a foreigner spot or because I do think there is positions we could upgrade, which is like saying a lot. But at the same time, I think it's just one of those things where we're just tired of the player, right? We feel like they're already at their peak and they might decline, right? We think of Richard Sanchez. Right. But is there any player that or, or, or position where you're just like, you know what? They leave it. Okay. We're, I mean, we're I, I wasn't really too worried about the Cassidy's news dropping. Um, whether it's fake or not, I really don't think that his absence be that much of an impact to our defense. I think that um, while, while I think he did have a good season throughout right last season, I do think if you give Ramon Juarez the the, the starter role, I, I think he would excel. Um, I think if you instill that confidence in him, I think he has everything uh, to, to succeed as a starter at Club America. He understands where he's at. He understands the club. He understands the colors. He understands everything there is to know about this team. And I think that it would be a good bet if you wanted to let us Plus, we have Israel Reyes and Nesar Rauf, but I wasn't really <laughs> Which I don't forget Igor. Forgot. Don't forget Igor. And, Igor. Right, but, I but, but I think we're all assuming that Igor is the starter. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
look, it's gonna be interesting. Um, like again, I think Casares is like in one of those players that we all are okay with. Richard is another one. Fidalgo is one of those who I think we're all anticipating. Okay, summer we might have to deal with the loss of him. But in summer, you maybe get a little bit more time. It's not as frantic. You know, the windows open much, much longer. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, As far as any more big news, I don't think I have any more. We talked, I mean, the Casares thing was rumored to be false, right? The the reports coming out of Tudene was nothing was concrete. Um, uh, A lot of Americanista sites kind of led with the There's a lot of these the rumors that come up every single window. Yeah. Most of, eight out of ten of them, are mainly, mainly false. And so we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what these changes are. Um, obviously, the big thing is America also needs to start planning for the future, which is next season, we lose a foreigner spot, which I don't think is going to be a big deal because we technically already lose a foreigner in Igor whenever uh, his uh, contract is kind of, uh, his loan, thank you, Christian, uh, is up. So we're in kind of, quote-unquote, uh, in compliance with the league rules, right? With 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 the foreigner spot. Um, so there's gonna be a lot to weigh in and a lot to kind of dissect, but it's uh it kind of premature days still, especially since we don't have a name for the clubs they're in or even name for other players besides Fidalgo. Um, so just kind of stick with us here on on the UI podcast over on Twitter. We're gonna break it down as much as we can. Uh, we'll poke our noses wherever we can and maybe try to see what's true, what isn't, and kind of what has traction and what kind of is building up to maybe something potential. Um, and we'll keep you guys up to date in that aspect. So make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter. Keep you guys up to date with everything going on in the world of Las Aguilas and America. Um, one more news before we talk uh, America Querétaro, and that is, where are we going to be playing? Because, you know, at first everyone said, oh, America's going to go straight to Estadio Azul. Now... America's going to be playing at the Estadio Azteca until the doors are permanently closed, right. uh, which is when? February, right? So I, I think the, the goal was to play two games, two home games at the Estadio Azteca before we move. Yeah. Um, which, where well, yeah, but, that even? I, we don't know yet. Um, everything was that. I thought Banos confirmed that already. I thought Banos confirmed it in the interview. He said, Banos uh, said that most Sur, likely, yeah, most likely we will end up going to the Estadio Sur. But, but there are other options, though. There are other options, and I think it's Carragay that came out and said it prior um, to last season ending was that, you know, there was talks of potentially moving America around in in venues where the Americanismo, who maybe don't have the luxury to see them week in and week out, could potentially have a home game in their area. Obviously, when... It, a lot of people thought that it meant like, oh, America's going to come play in the United States. They're going to have a home game here. That would have been cool. That would have been awesome. But the legal work to do that is practically impossible. You'd have to get the league yeah. to be okay. You'd have to get FIFA to be okay. It was never going to happen. Like that. Yeah. You got to go through so much. Right, exactly. didn't allow that either. Yeah, you'd have so much red tape. So much red tape. And I don't think it, of us. It's, it wouldn't be worth it. Huh? I said they're scared of us. <laughs> And yeah, no, of course, who wouldn't be? Um, so that's not gonna happen, but right. I know there was talks of potentially playing some games in Guadalajara. I thought yeah, you know I saw that too. That's out there so, as well. I'll give my two cents and I'm I'm I may be in, in the minority here, but I'm I'm not really a big fan of us being 
that team that just travels for home games. Whether it be we play a game here, we play a game over there, we play one over here. I'm not really a fan of that. I think that we need to have one set location to play our home games, or else it's, not, it's never going to feel like a home game for the players. It's always going to feel like a road game. We're never going to feel comfortable at one single stadium. Um, and ultimately, we're not going to have an advantage when playing teams. Um, so I, I really hope that this logistics stuff gets kind of rectified within the next couple of weeks, at least by the end of January, right? Um, and we have a set on to play for at least the, the next six months. Now, in the summer, if you want to move around and find better locations, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Just I don't want to be like a nomad, just playing in Guadalajara one week and then Querétaro on the other week and then come back to the Ciudad de Mexico another week and then Toluca on the next. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Absolutely. It's, it's mind-boggling to me, too, that we haven't had this on lockdown. I mean, it's most likely just going to be the Estadio Sur. Um, look, regardless of where America goes, it's never going to feel like the Azteca. It's not going to be a true home game. Like, I think that's just something that we all need to accept for the next, what, year? Um, while the remodeling is going on? Two years. Excuse me. Two years, huh? Yeah, two years until 25. Oof, that's going to be rough. Um, just so but, Mexico but that's just, lose the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> just so Malagón can concede in the minute three. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't. I don't even like the lighting at the Estadio Sur. I was seeing a little bit of the Cruz Azul game. I was like, this is going to be terrible whenever we have to play there. This is not going to feel. Outdated, like I, I, I really they were gonna pump some mm-hmm. money into it and make it better, but all they did yeah. was put a paint job. It's even go play in Toluca Stadium, in my opinion. It's even worse. You got like three teams. You have they have Atlante. You got Cruz Azul. You have America. Yeah, no, it just doesn't make that, sense. That I would have preferred that. Chris. I think when when the first when the news first broke out that America wasn't gonna be able to play the Azteca, I all I instantly thought about playing in Toluca. I think that uh, that would have been a cool, cool setting to play in. It was always going to be filled every single home game that we would have had. Um, it's not too far from us in Mexico, right? So yeah. I thought that that, that would have been a good look for us. Well, it depends what side of the Ciudad de Mexico you're at. <laughs> That's true. true. But still, regardless, like, it, it's different to play in Toluca than to play in Querétaro. You know, it's, it's yeah. still... Is it still? So? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Querétaro is like... It's two like four plus. hours. That's not that. Two? I, th- I thought it was four. Well, almost three. Toluca is Toluca's like right there. But what? But, okay. Actually, I don't know the section of the city. That's why I'm like asking. Yeah. Oh, but you know it's different. So like one side of, but that's my point though. Anytime yeah. where you have to travel three hours for a home game is not a home game, right? And then you're <laughs> never gonna feel comfortable. No. Yeah, I agree. Ever. I agree. I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, <clears throat> it's developing week in and week out. Um, and I guess we'll just go from there. We'll see what happens. But, we won't uh, be, there, be there in like in four weeks, right? Like three yeah, weeks. it's going to be like for sure January, we wrap it up in the Azteca. So we'll, we'll again, we'll see what happens. A lot is still kind of being decided and I'm sure they're locking something down, which again, most likely will be this one. So don't... Uh, don't get discouraged, guys. More news. It's going to be a rough two weeks, two years, but we got this. Go for it, Chris. It's, uh, Biden was also com- comment on the Henry Martin's uh, extension. I guess they're getting that finalized. 
Yes, I saw that. I saw that they're uh, working, tweaking things out, and hopefully, he said hopefully he'll be with us for a couple more years. Which is so. okay. I think that if he wants to retire out of Cuba America, I think that's that's just a smart thing to do. Honestly, if you're if you're Henry, that's a smart thing to do. Um, so I'm just sure I'm I'm sure they're just crunching numbers. Yeah, I don't know. Henry's Henry's Chicago a very much league on Mikey's player. Money. Oh yeah, easily. Easily, but money. <laughs> I'll take him yeah. out of your rebels. Rebels got well, that. Rebels got that rebel money. So I, you can match that with these. <laughs> Not that we want to compete, well, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, Eddie's saying tuning in from uh, Ellen, Texas. I hope I said that right. I, I know Dylan would be here to correct me. No, I don't think so. I don't think I did either. But if Dylan was here, he would definitely have corrected I'm not gonna me. Say it, but I don't think you said that correctly. <laughs> I'll say Elgin. 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 There you go. Elgin, Texas. My probably. Say. Shout out to you, Eddie, for uh, giving us this discussion here on the EY podcast. Uh, we'll 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 take it to we'll give it to uh, to Dylan. See which which pronunciation was correct. He said outside uh, the Austin area, Texas. All right. Well, kind of put a. A pin to his location. Um, <clears throat> but right, gentlemen, let's talk about the last thing we need to talk about before we wrap it up here. That's America versus Querétaro. Week two. Uh, first game at home and technically a true home game. One of the very last ones that we're going to have at the Estadio Azteca. For a while. Christian, you had brought this up earlier, right? That how important it is to get these, these games, these points against these teams early on in the season. I'm looking at America's starting games, which is obviously Tijuana, then Querétaro, then Juarez, Necaxa. Of course, those last two are on the road. But you're thinking, must-win games all across the board and how important it is because you're going to be throwing CONCACAF Champions League in the mix later on in the season when you're going up against your Monterreys, your Leons, your Pachucas. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult down the road, so it's important to kind of line up and get these three points all across the board in the first opening four games so you can talk about 12 points, you're sitting comfortable on the table, and knowing how this America team can be sometimes, you know you need to have that consistency. So, crucial game. I know it's just the second game in the season, but again, crucial in that aspect. Looks like everything's pointing that all of our players are now going to be officially ready to go for this game. So, give me your predicting start 11 for the game against Querétaro. Are we going with... Team B slash C again, or are we going full started Team A and just blowing Querétaro out of the water? So I'm gonna base this, uh, I guess, decision based on how did comments that he made post game after the Tijuana. Um, it, the the question was brought up as to why why did, did he opt to play with the B C team for Tijuana? He said that, um, you know, when you have such high caliber players, um, they don't really get much rest because. Most of them are out defending their national right? Um, so they get very limited rest during the season. And now that we have opportunity right here to kind of rest them, I am giving them a couple of weeks of rest. Now what, the, now, what that said to me is that I think he'll go again for another beast team against Querétaro. I think that most of these players are ready, like you said. But if we can squeeze out another week of rest for them, I think that's what he wants. He knows, like you just mentioned, we're going to have another tournament mix in here in just, in just a month out. Um, so I think if we can squeeze in as much breath as we can for the top, top players, I think we're going to do that. So I think we'll go BC again. We're going to see probably a combination of what we saw starting in Tijuana mixed in with like a couple of regular players play in 
I can't give you the 11 right now because I don't know it. I don't, I don't <laughs> see myself. And I don't really don't want to go 0 and 11 on this one. But I will know that I think Malagon will start. So I think that's the one else. Okay, Malagon's starting. I like it. So Eddie's saying it's more like an A. Let's all throw Okay, let's all throw a name out there that we're for sure going to stick besides Malagon. Um, I'm <clears throat> I'm going to say Richard Sanchez starts this game. Okay, I can see Richard. Chavarez is okay. going to start again. I can see Chavarez. All right. All right. Chris? I think Ilya Mbappe starts. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> he starts, but it's going to be a 4-4-2. And this time it's at almost when Vito, we're going to see Pato Salas start, and we're going to see Henry in the bench at almost. Okay, that's gonna be interesting. I'll go Chicote at this one. I think Maybe he, he played play ninety. He's got him again. So then I, we're making a makeshift starting eleven here, and we're basically saying most of the starting eleven repeats with the tweak of Richard Sanchez in the starting role, Pato Salas in for Monsumbito, Chavarez probably on the left wing, and Chicote on the uh, left back spot. Kevin maybe potentially plays. On the right, and then Sendejas gets uh, his starting role in the right mid uh, with the center back partnership of Juarez and uh, Reyes again. And the midfield, obviously, we mentioned Sanchez, and then of course, Naveda. I think Fidalgo might start. I think or Fidalgo? I think just we didn't see enough, of, enough uh, progress uh, movement. I think we're going to have someone. I know someone said Richard. Which I could definitely see, but I think Hidalgo's been at practice longer than Charlie Fernandez. That's true. And then we'll see. I mean, that's a little bit more of a beefier starting eleven. I just I hate yeah. having to throw in such a makeshift team. I, I think know? this one will be the last one. I think come the third week, I think we'll see most of our regular starters. Because the next the two games after this are road games, and. Look, I get it. Juarez on paper and the Cucks on paper aren't always the strongest sides. But I told you how detrimental it is to get these three points. Oh, so you can't be messing about. But you know? like I said, though, I think Haritne will squeeze until, until there's no more drop. He will squeeze as much rest as he can for most of these players. Because he knows once it's grind time, it's grind time. And then no one's taking away Henry or Quinones or Valdez from the oh. 11 when that time comes. It's so difficult to even predict these games now or give a proper preview just because we're just kind of not in the loop or we're kind of out in, in, in no man's land thinking, okay, what is this America side going to look like? Um, so I, all I can hope for is the same that we saw against uh, Tijuana, right? Which was that resilience, that structure, which I thought was important, um, and, and uh, that defensive unit, which was Juarez and, and Reyes alongside with Malagón. Um, and yeah, I think limit your opponents to as many little uh, opportunities as possible. And then, you know, I don't think we're necessarily going to have to kind of get them on the counter. If we do play a couple of these more attacking, pressing players, we could take the game to Querétaro. Um, but we'll see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, that game's going to be on... Uh, on <clears throat> mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they had a mixture of... Uh... Uh, uh, one uh, eleven v eleven, right? Which was like the starters mixed with the U twenty, mixed with uh, uh, correct starting eleven with the U twenty. That's what they did today, right? Yes. In practice, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so maybe that's what we're gonna see. You know, maybe he's just testing out who doesn't, but the idea is to have a mixture. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. I, I do think there is a mixture happening for this upcoming game. Um, I just really want to see the America that we saw lift the trophy, come and play no, again. I and I, I hope we get that team. It's just that based on his comments, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but you never know. He might just shock us and then we'll have a full star studded 11 come Saturday night. Hey, who knows? Hopefully, let's see what happens. That game's going to be on uh, Saturday at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Like I mentioned, going to be on Tuesday and uh, live at the Italian Stick Up. Make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter. We'll keep you guys up to date with everything going on in the world of America uh, in that game as well. So, uh, should be interesting. Uh, one last thing to note, Andre Jarine, what a manager. He just feels the, co- the, the passion and the color of this team. Like the man, the man ran faster than most of the, the players on the bench went to, when he went to go celebrate. And I just hope to see that again uh, in Querétaro. He just feels it, you know, and, and, and you just love to see that, AJ. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely loved it. Like, dude, like he asked, like he wants to put play in too. He's about to probably get like the shirt on. He's like, yo, put me in. I'm ready. I can play like a minute or two. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Eddie St. Hayden is truly one of a kind looking like an FC 24 cutscene. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I just want to answer Eddie's question here before we give scoreline prediction. Eddie's saying a uh, goal, uh, goleador prediction for this season. I'm going with Henry. I know he's going to be late to the game, answer. but oh, oh my God. Okay. Wait, who do you, who do you want with? Who do you want um, with? You said Chris Christian. I got Julian. Yeah. Oh my God. All righty. All right. Well, this is this is the moment where we got to start wrapping it up here. How are you guys gonna pick Jonas over Henry? I even think Dylan would have picked Henry because that's his boy. Jesus. I don't know. Seeing that we all picked Jonas, I think Dylan would have against you. Probably, probably. Uh, shout out to Xander too, saying San Diego here. Club America Cup is coming here in May. That's right. I got my seven month old training as we speak right now on the treadmill. Hopefully, uh, he's ready to go come uh, come May. Project Mbappe. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, give me your predictions for uh, Saturday's game against Querétaro, Chris. Four zero. Four zero. Wow, and you were close to the prediction last time too. So. Yep, I don't know where he found 4 0 from knowing that we were going to be playing another C team here, but. You're acting like me when I first joined the pod, Chris. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, you know, like left and right. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. 4 I just, 0. I just okay. Think we're, 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 we're a different team. I think we're, you know, I don't think it really matters. I mean, to this an is, it does, but. But I just think that, you know, you see, uh, we, you saw what just happened, right? We should have not even won that game. And we somehow <laughs> scored two in the last minutes. It's hard for yeah. me not to just like think four is not possible. Maybe it's a little extreme, but you know, I saw if I'm not mistaken, Kereto went into that Toluca game very aggressive. And I think if you do that against us, against any starting 11, it's a mistake. So, one for zero. All right. That's the Christopher coming out in, in, in Chris right now. So, <laughs> four zero. <laughs> All right. Christian. If it's the BC team, it's one nothing. If it's the the A team, two nothing. Oh wow! You went from one goal to that. I thought you were gonna go four zero two like Chris. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, Christian's got a makeshift one or two goal differential. I'm loving the clean sheet that I'm hearing from both Chris and Christian. 
AJ, what do you got for me? Um, I think I got two zero in this match. I feel, definitely feel like with this um players, they could definitely make something happen. Just the fence has got to be as sharp as possible. They were in the in the Juana game, and Malagon's gonna have to hopefully. Hopefully, doesn't have to do as much as that they want to, but potentially maybe in this one. But I'm feeling confident to get that clean sheet um, in right. this game. First get though, but yeah, two zero. Two zero. Two zero. Um, I'm gonna go if if it's that makeshift B C team again. I'm going two one. I think we find a way to, you know, edge it out and get get those three points. If it is um, if it's the A team, I'm going four zero too, Chris. If it's the A team, I'm going four zero. Absolutely. If I see, if I have to make that starting eleven graphic, and I know, and and I don't even have to look up who who has two hundred and fifty eight, then <laughs> then I hundred percent am going with with a with a four zero. Um, but if I gotta go and look up those numbers again, then then I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant. Um, look, either way, crucial three points. Um, the next two games are on the road. They they're not gonna be the most difficult, but they won't be the most easiest either. Um, and we'll talk about that whenever we get to next week. Um, but yeah. Hopefully we get a good game, boys. Hopefully we get a really good game. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we kind of wrap it up here? I really think Mozambique is going to have a Tony Lopez game and score three. Wow. Against Querétaro, too. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that game when Tony Lopez had that hat trick against Querétaro. Oof, I'd have to go back. I'd have to go back and, and relive that moment because it's it's not See, engraved a in my memory. Right there. Right Actually, you beat me. You beat me to to one of my questions that I was gonna. I wasn't gonna do it right away, but it, it was brewing in my head. And, and I'll just say it to you guys, and then whoever's listening may have kind of an uh, an edge here to kind of start doing their research for this potential question whenever it does pop up. But can you guys name me? And you guys don't have to say the name right here. Just kind of. Think about it, but can you guys name me the last player to score a hat trick for America? Damn. It's a good one. It's a really good one. So, hope you guys do your research. It's going to be a trivia question. So, get ready, guys. Absolutely ready. Uh, but that does it for us here. I hope you guys had a wonderful time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much to everyone that came out and talked. Uh, Eddie, Xander, like I mentioned, Alan, Ricardo, Louis, um, Everyone, really, Luis, uh, El Soccer Guy, all of you guys, thank you so much for uh, making it out. Everyone that's on Instagram that was watching us, uh, shout out to Ricardo who said 2 0 for America. Um, just absolutely amazing. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it and hopefully, you guys are excited for trivia. Like I mentioned, this is going to be fun. Make sure you guys join us over on Twitter. Um, we're going to be dropping questions every Thursday, like I mentioned, bonus questions on the podcast, bonus questions on um, uh, our community uh, page as well. So make sure you guys follow us on there as well. This is going to be fun. We have a lot of great things coming uh, for 2024 and hopefully America can continue to kickstart the year off right uh, the way that they've been doing so. So thank you so much, AJ. Thank you so much, Christian. And thank you so much, Christopher, for making the time out to come and talk all things Blue America. Uh, last words, gentlemen? <laughs> Just put it in the world. Just manifest it. Be like those TikTok girls. So I'm just put ready. it out there, out in the universe. <laughs> All right, then. Well, you guys have a wonderful night. Take care. Be safe. Be warm. Um, we'll talk next week. All things Cuba America. And as always, Rival America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 